Hi there. I'm on the air with Stefan Aronson, and I'm Simon from Alvarez Kings. Nice. We're going to have a great show. Awesome. So, right. so um, I was looking back through all of your music and I was trying to figure out your story based on released music. So I'll tell you what I gathered and you can tell me like the correct version of that. But it appears that you hit the scene hard in 2015 based on released music. Is that, would that be a correct uh, assumption based on, based on what's available for people? 2015 was when we when we first released um, the Fear to Feel EP, um, but we started touring around 2013 because we did the Vans Walk tour in 2013. So I would say that's proper touring, um, and that's yeah. So that's where it all began, really. Nice. And from 2000, I noticed from 2015 till now, you've done a good job of releasing music every single year. So there's no gaps in new music from, from then till now. Yeah, I believe so. I think that's what we've, we've tried to achieve. In, in reference to your music, um, what made you decide to start releasing, started re releasing in 2015? What's the, what's, what's the thing that says, okay, now it's time to start making our music available? Guess we wanted to sort of, we wanted to get a record deal to begin with to sort of warrant having, um, having a, a release if you like. And so, yeah, we did a couple of years of touring. Um, in fact, I think we toured 2013 Vans Warped Tour and sort of 2014 was a bit of a sort of transitional year. We, uh, at the end of the Warped Tour, it kind of like broke us. <laughs> yeah. Physically, mentally, um, and financially. Um, so we need, you know, 2015 didn't, very nearly didn't happen um but i'm glad it did yeah so what was your question again <laughs> well I, I, I guess building building on that um if you have like a really good a successful touring year but you you push everybody in the band to their limits how do, how do you regroup and say no guys we're still good like let's keep doing this we just need to like adjust our relationships how do you how do how do you recover from a warp tour i think we was we were still writing um in 2014 we had there were a lot of songs that we played on start of the 2013 tours that um that we never saw the light of day so we were still um we were still writing and i guess we were just sort of picking ourselves up in 2014 and saying you know let's keep going let's see 
how far we can go with this. You know, we've just toured America for two months, which was, you know, a really huge thing for us. And uh, we kind of just wanted to see how far we could take it. And um, me and Sean, um, who was in the band at the time, were getting together uh, at his uh, parents' house and writing lots and recording what we could off his laptop. Um, and then we sort we we put an EP together ourselves, which was the Fear to Feel EP. And we kind I remember now it's all coming back. <laughs> I kind kind of remember we were the intention was to we we were thinking there were labels fishing around, but we just thought we're going on water again in 2015. So we need something to sort of push and sell. Um, so we were like, well, whether we get a record deal or not, we'll just we'll just go with it and and see what happens. But um, luckily, Sire Records came in and they picked up the EP and said they wanted to release it. So yeah, that was that's when it all began. It kind of felt like you know it was it was worth kind of holding off a little bit and and then kind of 2015 is when it started kicking off um, for us really, which was cool. I thought you were going to say it was worth the fighting and the wrestling and the arguing and the kicking and biting <laughs> and all the yeah. time spent in a van stinky. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, hard work that's, you know, even years before that, that we've put into the band. So it was, it was finally nice to get a record deal and sort of get that record. It was like a bit of recognition for us that was like, you know, it was worth it kind of thing. So it was, it felt good. So if you're arriving in the U.S. to do Warp Tour, um, the the what what is what is the process like? You don't have a vehicle, I'm assuming. So do you know someone that has a car? Like, how are you transporting yourself from show to show when this isn't your home base? So, 2013, we shared a tour bus with Star Weekend, um, uh, which that's probably one of the reasons why. Um, why it kind of financially sort of kicked our asses. Um, and then again, 2015, we we got on like a production tour bus for Warp Tour, which was more financially viable for us. So both times we were, we were lucky that it was quite luxurious um, in terms of travel. Cause I know a lot of bands were doing it out of, out of vans and cars and stuff. And I, I did feel for those guys every day. I really did. Um, it was, you know, the traveling's brutal. So I, you know, took my hat off to them every day. If you're in a tour tour bus, do you shower on the tour bus, or do you look forward to the shower at the venue? Uh, always the venue. I mean, the first the first bus we had um, was was quite luxurious, and it had a shower, but it was quite military style. If you were lucky lucky enough to get a shower, if the water was, you know, full as well. Other than that, you just wait until you get to the venue uh, or on site and, you know, everyone makes a mad dash for the shower <laughs> just to try and get clean. How do, you, how, how do you maintain that rock and roll feeling and that fresh feeling if you're like, like feeling also like gross and dirty and underslept? Um, I think alcohol played a big part. Okay. Um, it, can, it, can do, it, can, it can do wonders to convince yourself that you're actually feeling pretty good. Um, uh, it's amazing what sort of products you can use to uh, refresh your hair and your and your your smell and <laughs> so like powder uh, powder shampoo and baby wipes basically yeah. yeah 
Absolutely, nice. yeah, 100%. I mean, it doesn't sound very rock and roll or glamorous, but that's just, that's the Real way talk. that tour rolls. It, yeah. Uh, so let's see, if 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 alcohol, baby wipes, uh, uh, powder shampoo, um, uh, that's the beginning of like the description of your new uh, newest release, uh, broken relationships, uh, uh, all these like chaos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Does that mean that the last yeah. seven years have played into the release of the most recent track? Um, I guess so. Yeah, you could say that because it's only it's it's so strange. Like now, I only really think about actually when you're it's it's difficult to write when you're on tour or i find it difficult because you're just caught up in the in the chaos um but it's like when we released words i couldn't say i kind of like sat back and was like you know wow what a mental ride it's been to get to this point where we're releasing a song and it's the first time we've released a song when we're not actually touring i believe um, it's just like, but it, 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 it almost feels like it means more because I've sort of like my brains reset a little bit and I've sort of sat back and took in everything that's happened to get to that point. And then I was writing the song because also as well, I only realized it's, um, I, I've got a 10 month, a 10 month old baby girl. So it's the first time I've released a song or any music while she's been in my life as well. So it's it's quite a strange sort of place to be in, to, like, to be home for so long as well. That's another one. So I think it does play like a massive part in, in it as well. The, um, uh, what's, what's harder, um, warp Tour or, or having a family? <laughs> um, wow, that's a good question. I would say warp Tour. Definitely, yeah. What's um, what's harder, warp tour or festival circuit? Uh, warp tour. Yeah. The um when when this pandemic relaxes and we're allowed to have live shows, um, what's the first thing that uh, that you can't do now that you do once you're able to? In terms of music, you mean? It can be either one. If you want two answers, you can say the first thing you do when the pandemic relax relaxes based on music, or first thing you do just in life that you can't do right now. As soon as the pandemic's over, I would, I, I, I'm literally itching to play a show and I've sort of had kind of a, a bit of a dream where um, like a goal of mine is to play a concert and have my daughter like side of stage. Um, and I think also another thing to do would be to like go on holiday, I guess, that I can't really do right now. Yeah. So the what's the what's the venue the first venue is it one you've already done or is it a dream venue like and this is like you can do anything you want do you, do you play the venue that you haven't played yet or do you replay one that you love um well the, the last uk show we did um was we got asked to uh you know ollie sykes from bring me the horizon um his bar in sheffield we got asked to play that around Christmas time, and it was it was an amazing show, and it was so small and intimate as well. It just felt really good. Like the stage was very small. We were really cramped, um, and it was just like 
a lot of us friends were there that we'd not seen for a while as well because it was like a local show. That felt really good. So to be able to sort of do a show, it's like ticking all the boxes, doing a show, seeing friends that we've not seen for a long time, not even due to touring, just due to the the pandemic. Um, that would be a really cool thing to do, I think. What's the what's the um, lineup? Who, who's the dream band to, to to either open for you or for you to open for? I think we'd like to open up for Bring Me. That'd be a weird sort of. I think it, maybe a weird sort of lineup, but um, just because it's Ollie Ollie's bar as well, like it'd be cool to to play with him. He's a nice guy. Um, but if it, if it wasn't, if it was just like a like a a huge a huge gig like if we're doing Madison Square Garden or something crazy like yeah. that you know I'd think uh, like one of my favorite bands at the moment is Hippocampus um I'd love to um I'd love to play with those guys they're really cool I love their music we played a show with them well we shared a stage with them at um Summerfest in Milwaukee um so that would be cool um, so then to play with a huge band, it'd be yeah. sick. That's the, so that's the second show. The first, the first show's the intimate yeah. one. All your friends are there. All your homies are there. And the next show's Mass and Square Gardens. Uh, yeah. I think that's reasonable. Yes. Yeah, so the local one's like the warm-up the warm yeah. show. Yeah, just to, just to make sure you didn't lose anything during the lockdown. Make sure that like no skills have gotten rusty. Yeah. And, uh, maybe a forgivable yeah. audience where they're like, Oh, you're a homie. You're, it's okay. You missed a few strings. It broke a few strings. Yeah. We're out of tune. Yeah. Cool. I I, I want to yeah. go to both. I want. I'll be. The, I'll be there. Because uh, I need to travel, which is something I haven't been able to do during this pandemic, and go to shows. So you're gonna accomplish. You're gonna accomplish both of my goals: uh, traveling and going to a show. So I'll see you there. Are you? Uh, do you dive into? Yeah. Do you dive into the crowd, <laughs> or what should I expect? A mosh pit, diving into the crowd, intimacy, like like. Everybody's swaying on each other. What's the what's the the, the highlight that when the show's building, building, and it's at the most extreme moment? What happens? Um, I usually go out into the crowd at some point towards the end of the show, and um, I do like a <laughs> I do like a human mic stand where I grab somebody from the crowd and get them to hold the microphone, and um, I get everyone clapping and. And I'll be singing and kind of like do weird things like sometimes like grab people's phones when they're like filming me and then start filming nice. them and, and then like run away with it and freak people out a bit. I like to, I like, I like to freak people out a lot, which is quite um, maybe a bit worrying, but, uh, <laughs> but like even just like walking away from the mic and they're just like, Oh, what do I do with this now? Yeah. Kind of. Just any anything goes really. I suppose, I always I always try to like whatever the moment is. I don't try to have it too choreographed. Um, yeah. I just know that at some point I'll venture down into the crowd when I'm when I'm feeling it. I guess. How many hours later do you wait to go to Instagram to see if you can find any of your fun videos posted on Instagram? <laughs> uh, this is like you're talking from experience. I mean, I mean, I, I, I have a certain amount of vanity where I'm like, well, I want to see if I did a good video. I want to see if I want to see if I was performing well. See, the thing is, I'm like the other. We've done it before, where we're um, after a show, 
and we're driving, maybe we're driving to a, a, a motel that's like halfway between the show we've done and tomorrow's show. And they've like, they've got it up on the phones and then it's like connected via the Bluetooth in the, in the vehicle that we've, that we're like driving in. And I get really like self-conscious because then when I like hear my voice and it's like, Oh God, like, <laughs> it, it freaks me out. I don't, I don't really like it. Um, you would think that if you're recording albums that you would be so comfortable with the sound of your own voice by this time. No. Like I kind of like, I kind of like listening to the finished kind of, because we we know like, especially, I think my kind like our kind of songs that, um, I need a little help from, um, modern production or technologies that help lift, maybe a note or two up if if I've had a good take and um. I guess a lot of people might not even know that, you know, people that just listen to music and don't actually know the process of recording. But, you know, if you've, if we're recording and I've done, and I've done a take and um, the, the emotion is far superior to that, then to another take where I've hit the notes perfectly, you can sort of like lift the notes a little and make it sound like it should without having to do go through the process of having to try and do it again and try and relive that um that emotive content that you've delivered that was just it, like that feeling that you had in that one specific time that you might not get back again do you do you prefer to have people in the audience to sing to or like when you go to the studio do you prefer to have an empty studio with just you and the producer or do you want to have um some people in there that you're singing to um well it's, it's weird because like when we did the album because we were in LA we were all there at the studio every day we were all together so everyone did their parts at the same time um and you couldn't really get away from it so but it it was good because we had like Carlos de la Garza, who entered um, and mixed and, and produced the album, was you know done amazing work with like people like Paramore and M83. So it was, and he's really big on vocals, like huge, and he did an amazing job. So that so to have it, it was almost like having someone in your corner for like a, a boxing match or whatever. It was like you went in, you went in there, you did you you did your line and then he was like he would sort of like coach you and be like you know I think that w that was a great take but I think you can do it better or mm -hmm. you can do this and I have a big problem with like oh, enunciating words um so I'm quite quite lazy <laughs> with my sounds so a lot of the time it's usually because um you can't understand the word I'm saying <laughs> But to, to answer your question, like at the minute, it's just me and, a me and Aiden in, in the studio together on our own. Uh, we, we've been recording recently. So to keep sort of the, the social distancing, um, he's in the control room and I'm in the vocal booth and it's just us there. That's it. So that's that. I do quite enjoy that as well. It's quite um, 
quite laid back and chilled. So do you close your eyes and sing in your head or are you looking at one of your bandmates and being like, I got this, right? I'm doing this. I'm doing this. This is good. Uh, like, where's the affirmation? <laughs> uh, no, I, I just like to zone out. And um, I remember in Carlos's studio, he had like fairy lights that were hanging around the, the, the live room that I recorded in. So I'd, I'd turn all the lights off, just leave those lights on. And I'm the same at the studio where we've been recording um recently um i just dimmed the lights down and minimal light but sort of just enough light to, just in case i need to see lyrics that i'm singing and um, i try not to have lyrics in front of me because that I, I feel that puts me off as well and makes me feel like i'm i'm reading the the song or the words mm -hmm. rather than rather than performing it and delivering it like as a personal sort of um, story, if you like. Keep, do you keep your shoes on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Keep my shoes on, yeah. <laughs> I know so many people that love performing with their shoes off, and I'm like, that's disgusting. I've seen the number of people that are spitting on stage or sweating on stage or the gross things that end up on stage, beer, alcohol, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'll keep my Can shoes on. Can you imagine, on. like, how, how, many, how, much, how much things might have to change now with... COVID-19, sort of yeah. like, you know, using your own, I mean, I always use my own microphone anyway. I, I've refused for absolute years to even consider singing through someone else's disgusting mic. But like, even just maybe, like you said, like having shoes off on stage might, might be a thing that can't happen. I um, yeah, I hadn't considered that. You know, all kinds of, maybe when um when you're in the studio and and they say that you're uh, not enunciating your words is it because you're speaking in a like a dialect of your country or um just being lazy um probably just being lazy i don't think it's necessarily the dialects but when i'm when i get really in the zone i get lazy and and i'm and maybe i'm thinking too too heavy about hitting the notes as well and also um because it's probably dialect it is that in fact it probably is dialect as well because where where we come from in the in the north of england uh, like the northeast we some of our wording and and phrasing is quite strange to what would be like um queen's english as yeah. they call it um we sort of like mix words together and fall, fall off words at the ends and don't hit the, the T's and the R's and, and things like that. So if I'm just in my little world and I'm singing, I'm just singing kind of without thinking about actual, actually people need to understand what the hell I'm saying. So I need That's to nice. just <laughs> press the button in the control room and be like, uh, yeah, that was a good take, Simon, but um, you need to, pronounce the words more and I'm like oh my god I didn't even realize do, do they do they tell you to practice the queen's english or pretend like you're in new york or california or like how do, how do they get you to enunciate what's the what's the direction you have to go i don't think they really like coach me as such as to what i do they just need i just need to like really think about what i'm doing and how i'm delivering it so i might have to just go over it in my head this particular line that i might be struggling on and be like, right, 
prefer. But sometimes as well, it's like when you when you write this when like when I'm writing the song, I don't write the song with the intention or like you know bearing in mind that I've got to record it and vocally record it. I just I write the song at home usually uh, on my acoustic and I don't really sort of think too much about um, the phrasing of the sound. It's all mainly about how the melody feels and sounds and then the lyrics as well, how they fit the story. And then it's only until you get into the studio we start analysing sort of every sentence or every word and how you then roll off that last word onto your next line and, and things like that. So it's I'm usually sort of figuring all that stuff out right in the moment, <laughs> which is so, probably not the best, but yeah. it's just how I, how I roll. <laughs> so now, now you have to channel a little bit of the queen into your performance to be like, if yeah. I were singing to the queen, would she understand me? Um, exactly, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Because I think your third show is going to be for her, is what I heard, so... You know, yes, so Alice that's going to be at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna, it might be harder for me to get to that show, but I'll be at that one as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, the, progression here's, <laughs> the progression here is going to be great. The last show I saw was in your, in your van. Uh, the next show I see is going to be in an actual venue. That's going to be amazing. And then the third show is going to be in the palace or somewhere in the palace or something. Great. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Um, what is something that people should know about your music in general or specifically what should they know about your most recent track? I guess, like, I think a lot of people were surprised by words I couldn't say um, with it sounding quite a lot different to everything else. Like, um, I've had, like, a couple of reviews, um, which is always funny. Um, like saying that it's just basically I don't think appreciating the kind of direction we took on that particular track but I I remember when we were writing it and when we released it I sort of like kind of welcomed the backlash because I knew it was was gonna it was gonna take people by surprise and that's what I wanted I was like you know we're still here we're still we're still current um this is just what it's just a standalone single so it doesn't have to represent it doesn't have to represent a, a sort of an album just yet you know it could just be um a, an absolute stab in the dark of a single um i mean we are we have got other singles coming out and stuff uh, and other things in the pipeline but i just wanted to i just remember being excited about that song and thinking you know, people, and I want people to hear this because this is this is what we're writing at the minute. But it's not to say that that's um, the next song is going to sound like that because it isn't. Nor is the third song. Like all three songs are quite different. Um, but I felt like when we wrote those songs, again, not sort of, not as though we're like putting an album together like a collectiveness. It was. It was, it's just more these songs kind of, the, the production on them kind of it just fell that way. We let it kind of, we kind of we kept, let the vibe of the song take control and we didn't want to really mess with it too much because it, like words I couldn't say is quite a sparse 
um, sounding track in terms of production. Whereas if you listen to something off somewhere between, it's quite the sound is is quite big. So we've kind of gone a different direction on on this song. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers your question. It does. The when when you're releasing music, is it like how do you decide? Um, like, do, do, is there any like idea of like, oh, we need a party anthem. Oh, we need something to get people to turn up. Oh, we need something like we're missing this in our in our catalog, or is it just what what hits you at that moment? Definitely, I I think it was kind of, um, it wasn't planned, but this song was I couldn't say, um, had more of a, a summer vibe, um, to it. So it was like good timing that we've released it when it was, but we we never again, we didn't sit down and was like, right, we need to write a summer, a summer tune. It just sounded quite upbeat. Um, and it just like fell into place. I feel like things like that, you know, it's more fluke than um, than anything. And it probably, probably happens for a lot of bands because, sorry to name drop again, but I, I remember talking to um, Ollie from Bring Me and he was saying like with, with when they released the album Ammo, they wrote all the album and the last song they wrote was Mantra. And that was the like um, Grammy nominated yeah. song or something. And it happened to be the first single. So sometimes things just do happen um, that way. But I think, like I was saying before, it kind of like wrote, it, it kind of wrote itself that song, words I couldn't say. And, and the same with the production. And we were more than happy to have like a song that was upbeat because sometimes I think I do feel and I am aware aware that maybe we're not as upbeat as um, we could be sometimes. So it is good to get one out there that is up, upbeat up, and a bit uplifting. Although it has, you know, the, the the story behind it is a little dark anyway. But I think the feel of it is good. So. So you wouldn't be you wouldn't be mad if this song or one of your upcoming songs got a Grammy like that'd be all right if you're just like oh we released a song and then got a Grammy and you never can expect this kind of stuff it just kind of happens <laughs> that'd be okay I mean it'd be like terribly inconvenient if I had to go and buy a new tuxedo and have to fly over to America to go to the Grammys but yeah I'm yeah. sure I could live I'm sure I could live okay. with that. I mean, I think I think the Grammys happen either in in late January, early February. So we should be able to do a little bit of gathering by then. So um, the assumption is there's a little bit of ability to go to a cocktail party. So um, if not this Grammys, at least the next Grammys would be yeah. all right. One of one of the next two Grammys, we'll, we'll either go 2021 or 2022 yeah. would be all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sooner the better, I think, for, for us. Um, we don't want to like let another another year go by without winning the Grammys. I mean, it has been a few years now without winning one. So, seems I'm down. I'm I'm with it. <laughs> That's very good. The um so the the if if people um want to find this track uh, and want to find you on social media, where should they look for? Where should they look, or how should they look? So words I couldn't say is on all major download platforms. Um, you know, your Spotify's, your Apple Music's, your Amazon's. Um, and our social medias are all exactly the same. It's just at Alvarez Kings. And there's like link lines there. And there's, 
yeah, if you just if you just searches on any of the um, the music streaming platforms, um, it should uh, come up at the top somewhere as a current sort of single. Nice. And we're gonna hear some live music from you. Is there anything you want, any last words you want to say before we uh, we go into that? Yeah, just I'm um, thankful for everyone being patient for um, for this song coming out. I never saw you breaking up with me I guess you finally saw the wood for the trees A deafening silence shaken from the breeze Like falling timber roots can't hold my feet Can't comprehend, begin to understand A harsh reality, there's no defense you love, it fell like a castle to its ruins And you dropped like a shell from a bullet in your pistol And oh my God, listen to my heart as it's in pain Screaming out your name, these words I couldn't say These words I couldn't say I knew you, I never wanted to know anyone else No second best And now I've tasted you, no one can pass Can comprehend, begin to understand The harsh reality, there's no defense Cause your love, it fell like a castle to its ruins And you dropped like a shell from a bullet in your pistol And oh my God Listen to my heart as it's in pain Screaming out your name These words I couldn't say These words I couldn't say You know it's my heart That beats your name Because it's your love that's running through my veins You know it's my heart That beats your name Because it's your love That's running through my veins And your love It fell Like a castle to its ruins And you dropped Like a shell From a bullet in your pistol And oh my god Listen to my heart As it's in pain Screaming out your name These words I couldn't say These words I couldn't say You know it's my heart That beats your name Because it's your love That's running through my face These words I couldn't say Traveling with eyes wide shut, curtains closed I suppose I'll just follow my nose Eyes wide shut, curtains closed The flickering light, nobody's home 
tried everything to make this right Is this what you want for the rest of your life? So who would you think you're kidding? You're drowning your decisions Is this what you want? Cause you are not alone, invincible You know you're not invincible You make broken look You're not invincible What I want to tell you I'm afraid might hurt If you're not honest How the hell will this work? No tears can drown your sorrow Let's not ruin tomorrow Is this what you want? Cause you are not alone Invincible You know you're not invincible 
You make Vulcan look beautiful You're not invincible But if you fall to pieces now Reset, rewind, don't Last time You're not invincible You're not invincible You know you're not invincible You know you're not invincible You make broken look You're not invincible You know you're not invincible You know you're not invincible You make broken look beautiful You know you're not invincible Awesome. So check out Alvarez Kings on all the social platforms. I'm Stefan Aronson. You can find me on social platforms as well. Subscribe, like, follow along. And uh, this has been fun. I appreciate um, having questions that are not the norm and made me actually really think about them. <laughs> it, I guess that's kind of my goal is that like, I kind of know, I kind of, well, I guess I want to come at it from like a fan. <laughs>